Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Liv, and this is the Balanced Dick Girl Podcast. Where you can listen to open and honest conversations about the balance between finding your inner it girl, even when shit is falling apart. I love it. We're back. Hey. What up? Are we on episode four? Is this three or four? Four. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. Oh my God. <laughs> Look at us. Look at I'm us. Excited. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought we'd make it four episodes? I didn't think we'd make it two episodes ago when I was having a mental breakdown. I didn't Literally. think we'd be here. <laughs> I know. Oh my so, god. We're back and I'm excited because we were just saying right before this, I haven't caught up with you now what in what feels like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this will be a it's... nice little chit chat catch up situation. I know. Usually we're like sending each other voice notes through the weeks or whatever, but then I don't know, I feel like we were both just so busy and now it's like I know. Boom. I have so much I want to talk about, so I'm excited. I know. I think Wait, can we summer... just like admire how we're like the pink ladies? I right love now? it. We look so cute. I I feel like should we make this a thing where every week we like color coordinate and do a different color? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, if we can. <laughs> that would be really cute. That'd be so cute. I love, I it. love it. Yeah, but I feel like summer, everything's just been so busy. And yeah. I'm so behind on like catching up with friends, texting people back, like my calendar. I'm not even like, I don't have a lot of social plans. It's just like random Zoom calls I need to be on, random shit that I need to get done. And yeah. I've been all over the place. But you did text me one time, actually, and I just remembered. You texted me a picture Wait, of your parking ticket and it had. 3434 or something on it, which we were talking about yes. in the last episode. Where, was it 34 is your lucky number or 343? Or what? what is it? 34, 34. Yeah. yeah, I sent it to you and I sent it to my friend Jen and I was just like, this is so crazy. Like, because we were talking about it on the podcast of just like, I see 34 all the time. And it's like, it's just little instances like that. Like, I just had to send it to you and like, prove it. Like, look, it I follows me everywhere. That. I love, I love it too. It's like the best little yeah. signs from the universe. I've been seeing a lot of 444 this week and 222. Mm. And that's been feeling really good because when I'm having down days and I see an angel number, it just makes me feel like supported and loved. And I'm like, okay, good things are happening. Like it's a sign that something good is coming. So I love that yeah i love those signs i really need them because i'm always like universe i need reassurance like (laughs) right now so i'm always getting so many signs you want to hear a really weird sign i got this week yes oh my god i love it was actually it was actually yesterday i mean it's not like it's not cute at all it's like gross so i was just like literally (laughs) on a call like with my boss and there's like all of a sudden the like biggest loudest craziest fly is just like in my room and like i've never had a fly in here ever like i don't know how it could have got in like it was so random it was just one and it was just like bothering like it was like literally frantic because obviously it's probably like why am i in here like with like just freaking out Mm -hmm. and whatever so then at the end you know i ended up catching it sorry r.i.p fly i don't know i couldn't get you out of here but um (laughs) i looked it up and it was like the symbolism of like having a fly in your like a random fly in your home is like literally like death and rebirth like something like a huge rebirth is so something's about to leave your life for something new to come in and i was like oh that's so crazy so oh my god okay <laughs> that's really crazy because i've been having that happen too like really the exact same thing random huge ass flies like the biggest <laughs> like they're like this big it's yeah. insane. And I have one right now that I can't get in my apartment and they're coming out of nowhere. I keep all my windows closed, doors closed and yeah. out of nowhere, I'll just find one. And I've probably found like a few over the last 
few weeks, like one oh every God. week or so. And I yeah. never thought to look up the symbolism. So thanks for sharing yeah. that. Oh my God. We're both in like <laughs> transition phases maybe, but like we really are in a good girl. way. Like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. We decided to launch a podcast in the middle of, <laughs> in the middle of all this, but it's fine. I know it's, it's fine. fine. We're fine. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So I think we should catch up with what we've been up to. And we have our shared note that we've been using. And I yes. saw that you've written so much good stuff in there. And I want you to share everything with me. I saw you watched a documentary. Is that right? Is that what yeah. you want to dive into? Like, what do you want to talk about? I do. You have a so, lot of good stuff. I know. I ha So I have, I have all of these like subscriptions to like all these different weird services. So I have this subscription to this platform called Gaia. And it's basically like an app and you can like, it. a lot of smart TVs have it too, but it's basically like a wellness spirituality, like app where they have like documentaries, meditations, yoga, like just a bunch of like spiritual content on there. And so I started just checking, cause I always do their meditations or I'll do Mimi Bouchard's meditations. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, let me just check out some documentaries, whatever. And I was kind of just like feeling a little bleh. Like I was on, you know, I was just like on my period last week and I was just like, I need something uplifting or I, I want to learn yeah. about something. And so I started watching, I watched two documentaries, but one was called emotion. And I'm such a big believer in like the mind body connection. So mm. I literally think, and I'm like such a nerd, like anytime I have like a random ailment, I'll always like, just even with the fly, like I always Google like symbolism. Like I just like, yeah, I like to learn like what things mean. So I've always been really into, it's called like, have you, are you familiar with Louise Hay? No, I don't think so. Oh my God. She wrote the book. You can heal your life. And she mm -hmm. like healed herself of like cancer and stuff like that. And so, um, she has, she basically kind of created this whole, like, in that book, there's like, she lists out all these like random symptoms, like, I don't know, eczema or asthma or diabetes or whatever. And she will connect it to like an emotion that mm -hmm. is like kind of trapped in the body or she'll connect it to like emotional issues that you might have. Right. Yeah. And for me, like anything that I have, like, whether it's like a migraine or like, uh, just a lot of stuff is always connected to anger. So I've been doing a lot of work around like my anger and I don't know, I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm an angry person, but it's something that I've really had to like dive deep and uncover, uncover about myself. Like I don't let my anger be freely expressed. Mm -hmm. So this documentary was called emotion and they basically dove into the fact that like a lot of, um, a lot, you know, they say that disease is like dis ease yeah. in the body. Like, you're not at ease. Like, <laughs> I know it sounds so I like, know. So no, it doesn't. I heard someone describe it that way really recently. And I'd never thought of breaking down the word before, but it's really <laughs> yeah. exactly what it means. So it's cool. Yeah. So they're just, they're just making the connection of just like, you know, if you've lived in a state of sadness that it can kind of like turn into, you know, a, a disease later on in life, if you just keep those negative emotions trapped in the body. And mm -hmm. so they made this like really cool correlation of like how babies, you know, how, like babies will just have a tantrum and they'll be like, ah, like screaming and like going crazy. Yeah. And you kind of just like let them do that. Cause like, that's just what babies do. Like, oh, they're having a tantrum. Then you cut, you try to like soothe them. You're like, okay, let it out. It's okay. It's okay. But as you get older, obviously that behavior is not 
like accepted like you can't be like we can't me and you Mm. can't just like yell on the floor and start screaming so it's like over time we start to suppress those emotions and especially men right like men feel like they can't cry they can't show weakness and so that can be really dangerous over time because it starts to take a toll on the body like and they said it starts with like muscles like if you have like tense muscles and shoulders like that's the first step of knowing that like you're holding on to something and a lot of people hold on to stress in this like modern day world and then it like like the deeper it gets that's when your body will start showing like physical like issues um and I don't know. So I just thought it was like so, so, so interesting. And it just made me want to really like work harder on trying to um, release all of these like emotions that I have. And yeah. I think that's what I've been doing for the past two years in this healing work is literally like releasing like so much repressed stuff. I'm like, why am I crying all the time? And it's like, no, I feel like mm-hmm. it needs to happen. Like I need to get it out. Cause I've just, I've been told my whole life. And I'm wondering if this is the same thing with you of just like, stop crying, Lisa, you're a crybaby. You're so sensitive or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially as a kid. And it was kind of like, I felt so much shame crying. Like even mm-hmm. when I'm around friends now and I start crying, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I, I freak out. Cause I think I'm like, I'm, I'm so embarrassed of my emotion and it's like no i don't want to be like that oh my god i relate to so many things that you just said also the huge fly just like flew across the screen (laughs) a few seconds ago i don't know if you'll be able to see it um no anyway i am the same from my childhood people judged me a lot for crying and then i judged myself because it was like you're not normal why are you crying so much control your emotions i used to cry in school all the time oh my god if there's anyone from growing up who's listening to this you know i was the girl who was known for crying like up to an age where i was like much older i wasn't in elementary school i was in like middle school and i was still crying in class and like had to go to the nurse's office all the time and try to go home all the time and it was anxiety that i was experiencing but i didn't know what it was and so I had a lot of judgment around it and it was it was very much like i'm not normal because i'm the only one in my class crying and i'm i'm 10 years old i'm in fifth grade or whatever like i shouldn't be crying right now and and i did and then i felt guilty about it i had judgment toward myself i felt like i was the weird kid in class for crying and having so much emotion and i still have a lot of judgment toward myself but something that i've been working on is releasing when I do need to cry, letting it come out. Like you said, like just release because our bodies need to cry for a reason. And also letting myself cry without judgment, because I think there's another, I can't remember if we talked about this. I've talked about this with someone, but I think when we cry, there's an added layer that many of us add, which is judgment. And it's like, I'm sad about this surface level thing or this, even if it's an inner thing, but then on top of that, I'm adding these layers of shame, judgment, embarrassment on top of the thing I was already upset about. So now we have even more layers of shit that we need to deal with where we could just cry about like the thing that we're actually upset about and not have to add on all these additional layers. And so once I started letting go of shame and judgment and guilt around crying and releasing those layers, there were actually a lot less tears and emotion at the bottom of it because I could just deal with the actual thing that I need to cry about and not yeah. not the emotion around actually having to cry so that's yeah. a really 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 big one and um i'm right there with you though because i still do it and it's so funny because it's like we're into personal development so like we know these things and yet we still are also humans having a human yeah. experience and we still experience shame and judgment and guilt and all of the, the shit that 
we know we don't need to do, but we still do it. So I'm constantly mm-hmm. back and forth with that. And it's really hard. I know it is really hard. Oh my God. There's like two things I want to touch on. So the first thing, and like what you said actually like segues perfectly into like the second documentary I watched, but like the first thing is also like, um, I've been able to do a lot of meditations where I fully just like, I'll like think about stuff, especially from childhood and like that anger will come up and I fully let myself like have that tantrum. Like I probably look like a psychopath, like alone in my room. But I'm just like, like I start shaking and I like really just like feel the anger. And like, I think that's just been so transformative and like, not like you said, judging myself for it because it's like, no, it needs a place to go. Like it needs to get out. And it's funny because I watched another documentary and it was about this man I actually want you to watch it. I think I'm going to like, yeah, oh my I'll God. give you like my login it. or something because I think it would help, it would help <laughs> you a lot. Off of your, <laughs> mooching off of your Gaia <laughs> subscription. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love That's it. what friends are for. <laughs> no, but it was this, basically this guy was um, dealt with really bad anxiety. And so obviously I could relate to it and you could definitely relate to it too. But, and he was, ha- he would have like frequent panic attacks. So he was kind of on this mission to f- sort of figure out like, you know, there's parts of the world where people are like the happiest. And he was just trying to see like, how is that? Or like, why is that? And, um, basically he had this conversation with this man who was saying how like the ego is such a huge part of our modern day world of Mm -hmm. just like, we have these visions of what we need. Like we need to have the job, more money, success, sex, drugs, like all these things that we like think that we want and need. And, and it's just like, none of that like fucking matters like Mm. at all. And it's like our attachment to that stuff is like the root of suffering. And wow. Oh my God. That's, I know (laughs) literally. And it's true. Oh my God. I never thought of it in that way. I had a huge, like epiphany of just like all the stuff that I'm miserable about or like sad about is like so fucking dumb and it's not mm-hmm. dumb but it's like and that's where i struggle and i kind of want to hear your thoughts on it because it's like after watching these documentaries i was like nope i'm getting out of this like depressive era like <laughs> i'm choosing <laughs> happiness like yeah you know what i mean like i'm like i'm tired like i don't need to heal anymore i'm perfect like i was trying to like really harness like these good feelings and like doing these like meditations where i just like really embodied like joy and i really felt it throughout my body but then i was like am i just it's like because i i feel like i'm tired of being i'm tired of healing and i'm tired of feeling sad yeah and i want to be grateful and happy for my life in the present moment and i know that's the key to happiness but at the same time it's like should I still just be showing myself compassion and just like letting myself feel those negative mm. emotions? It's such a hard yeah. balance. Literally. I, know. <laughs> I was going to say that. I think that's the answer. I think it's balance. Like, I think it's both. I think you can Ugh, feel it. And maybe it's both in the same moment. Like within a span of 10 minutes, you let yourself feel it for five of those minutes and then you choose happiness for the other five minutes and you go on with your day. And it's like as simple as that. And I know that's like very much simplifying it because we have a broad spectrum of emotion as humans. And sometimes we can't control how we're feeling, but 
I, I think it's balance. And I, I struggle with that all the time where I'm like, I'm choosing to be happy today. And then I'm just like crying while I'm smiling. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, this is like feeling fake. And so I think it's a really fine line, but I think you've got to go with, it's a little bit like intuitive, like go with your gut a little bit of like, what do I really need in this moment? Do I need to cry it out and let myself experience the tears and feel this? Or is, you know, my adult brain like, come on, we're going to get on with the day. It's going to feel much better to be happy. And like, I can look at this later. I don't have to suppress it for the rest of my life, but it's something maybe I can cry about next week or whatever, or tomorrow night, I'm going to set aside time to think about this. But right now in this moment, I'm going to have a good day. I think maybe that's okay. I don't know. That's what I try to do, but it's hard. We can't always control it. and, And it's hard to figure out your approach to it, but I think you can do both or either one, but it's what feels good for you. Maybe. Do you have one that feels better where you're like, Oh, it feels better to feel it. Or do you feel worse when you feel it? Yeah, I definitely feel worse. I think for me, I don't like to be, I don't want to, I guess I have a fear of getting stuck. I don't Mm. want it. And I don't, I've, I've read a lot of like Joe Dispenza's work and he always talks about how, you know, you need to be able to kind of like feel the feelings, but like let them actually go. And I don't Mm. think I've been actually letting things go. I think I've been crying about it, but I'm not letting it go because he was saying how, and he was actually in this documentary and he was saying how, you know, okay, like, let's just say Olivia, you really wanted ice cream and you got ice cream and then it fell on the floor and you were like really upset about it. Right. And, but that was, that would be something you would get over in like maybe an hour or something, but like, if you kept that emotion of like being so upset about the ice cream for a couple of days, people be like, Oh, why is Livia in such a bad mood? Oh yeah. It's cause her ice cream fell. And then it's like, if you kept that like same energy for a couple months, you're like, people are going to be like, Oh, well that's just Olivia. Like she's really cranky uh-huh. about the fact that her ice cream fell. And then if you keep that up for like years, it's going to be like a personality trait where people just think, Oh, mm-hmm. Olivia's miserable. I don't know why something happened to her a long time ago, but it's like, you have to be able to like, you don't want, I don't want to, I felt like I realized I was like, I don't want to be like an angry person. I don't want to be a sad person. Like I want to give myself the room to feel and release, but mm-hmm. not hold on to it. And so I love that. Oh my God. That was beautiful. I love that metaphor. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, you don't want your past to define you. And I don't think it has to like our past yeah. experiences don't have to define us. I can't remember. Did we talk about, I'm like, what, what have we, have we talked about before? Cause I was just talking about this with someone too. Maybe it was in the last episode, but like, it's kind of the same thing. We can have experiences like dropping your ice cream being the metaphor for maybe something more traumatic (laughs) that happens to you. But like we can have experiences and those feelings are so valid and what we went through can be so true, but it doesn't have to be carried with us through our whole lives and it doesn't have to define us. And I think you're right. That's so interesting how you said Joe Dispenza said that, where it's kind of like the point of feeling and experiencing these emotions is to let them go. The point isn't to feel it and hold on to it. And maybe that's kind of where I didn't, what I didn't think about before, where it's like, yeah, there's a balance between experiencing it and feeling it. And then also moving on with your day and being happy, but you're not just feeling it to feel it and be angry. Still, you're feeling it to like, let yourself acknowledge how you felt, acknowledge the experience that you went through, acknowledge the emotion that's coming up. And then like learn to let it come up and release. And 
Yeah. There's something about body work involved in that too, I think, which is what you were talking about at the beginning, where it's like mm-hmm. sometimes we hold on to those things in our bodies and in our muscles and tensing yeah, up. So tense. Have you ever like just been doing something and you realize that your shoulders are literally oh like this and you're like, wait, <laughs> breathe, you know? And literally like, my entire I have life. such like shallow breath. Me too. And I gulp when I breathe. Like I used to, and I still sometimes do it. Like I literally would gulp air because I had so much anxiety. And then my stomach would be bloated all the time because I had air in my stomach because I was just gulping. Oh my God, it was horrible. But yeah, I don't breathe properly. I feel like I don't sit properly. (laughs) Um, But something that I do with my life coach, we do a lot of body work and we literally talk about the things that you are mentioning where it's like a lot of our emotions are held in our body. And so Mm -hmm. I do something called TRE, which are trauma release exercises. And I literally lay on the ground and just shake and you let your whole entire body shake. It almost kind of looks like you're having a seizure, which can feel a little scary to let your body go out of control like that, but it's just Mm -hmm. tremoring. So like your whole body will kind of be shaking and tremoring like this. And it's actually a physical release of emotion in your body. And it's really beautiful. And a lot of times- you'll have a tremor, like I'll get a tremor in my throat or in my chest. And that will symbolize like, um, not speaking up for myself and like letting that go. And it's really, really beautiful. Or even a lot of times I can't feel my legs and my legs won't tremor. And it's because I'm, I get ungrounded a lot of the time and I can't feel my legs Mm. and I'm disconnected and I'm in my head a lot. So then my life coach helps me come back down and feel my legs. And so it's so true. Our mind and body are so interwoven and connected. It's like, that's incredible. It's so cool. And uh, this is another thing I can't remember if we talked about, but I feel like the thing that proves that that's true is the placebo effect. Because when you think about Mm. the fact that people can take a freaking placebo and like all of a sudden some, something is cured or all of a sudden their ankle feels better or they're no longer sick with whatever. Olivia, this is like my jam. Like I'm obsessed with this topic. Like I think it's so crazy. Like Isn't that insane? it's insane. It blows yeah. my freaking mind. And I feel like we learned like the placebo effect and the definition in high school or whatever. But like, I don't think I ever realized how freaking insane that is. And like, I used to think about being like, oh, if I was ever in a research group and I got the placebo, like I would totally know which one it was. Like I would never fall for that. Like yeah. that is one of no. the most beautiful things in the world to think that our our, our mind is that powerful that if someone yeah. says, here's a pill to cure whatever you have, that sometimes and oftentimes a lot of people will feel better because of it. And I'm not saying it's like a cure-all or whatever. I know there's so many nuances to like mm-hmm. the medical field and curing things, but I just think it's the placebo effect in general is like so powerful and it just proves the power of the freaking mind. And it, yeah, yeah, it blows my mind. I know. And that's, I think that's what people say of just like, like the mind is so powerful, like just your beliefs create your reality. Like literally, like if you believe that this pill is going to cure you, like it will. And it's just, I don't know. It's mad. (laughs) I think it's crazy. Oh my God. I think it's the coolest thing ever. I think it's so cool. And that's why I love, oh, sorry. You go ahead. No, even I was sorry. I was just thinking back to what you were talking about too, of just like actually releasing that emotion. Like even the baby example of just like babies having tantrum. It's like, they're like, Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And then they're like, okay and then they're fine and they like go play a ball and start giggling you know it's like that is fundamentally how we're supposed to respond but of course like we're just taught to like no just bury things and yeah you have to act a certain way and yeah just giving yourself space to really release i think is so important 
Oh my God. It's so important. Our whole lives. I feel like we were told to suppress our emotions. So how cool is it to start to get into this work and be like, Whoa, my emotions are valid. I'm allowed to feel things. I'm allowed to be angry and like punch a pillow and scream if I need to and like let it go. Because I think a lot of times, which is what people work on in therapy, it's like a lot of this is pent up from childhood. Like we've been holding this Mm -hmm. stuff for a really, really long time. So absolutely. it feels so freaking good to let it go. And I know it's hard though, because sometimes we cry it out and it's like, Oh, it's still there. (laughs) Like I have stuff that I'm still working on that I've held for a long time. So I don't know if there's like one right answer in terms of releasing it. But I think Joe Dispenza is right when he's saying like, when you feel the emotion, it's part of the process of letting it go. And that Mm -hmm. makes it, that makes me want to feel my emotions more because it's like, okay, I'm on the path to letting this go. So I want to deal with this and I want to look at it. I don't want to suppress it anymore because that didn't serve me up until this point. So that's why I keep doing this work. I'm like, okay, I just keep feeling better and better and letting go of more and more. And I just, I never want to stop. I think I'll be doing this work for the rest of my life now. (laughs) Well, that's interesting that you say that because I feel like I'm kind of teetering on the other end of this, the spectrum where I'm kind of, I just, I'm done. Like, I don't know if mm. I just feel very like, and I think that's what was interesting about the documentary is that I feel like healing. It's like, do you ever really heal in this lifetime? Like you're going to keep mm. finding more and more things. Like there's a million things that probably happened to us that we could try to uncover and unpack, but it's like, at what moment do you just say like, okay, nothing's wrong with me and I'm, I'm good. Like, I'm okay. I'm still worthy of love. I'm still worthy of success. I can still manifest the life I want and still have these, this trauma or these limiting beliefs. You know, I think again, it's like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just, that's just the stage of life I'm in right now. Um, again, like I, cause I've talked about this obviously in the podcast of like last summer was hard for me. This summer was better, but I'm still kind of like, "Mm, I'm not fully like happy, normal Lisa. And so I'm just like, I, I'm done. I feel, and I, I liked what he said about the attachment piece because I feel like I have been so attached to the story, the ego. Like, I, I really feel like I'm having like this ego death where everything I thought I was is just not it. And now it's like, I'm going to be turning 28 in two months. And it's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait, tell me more. Tell me more. Just like, I don't know, like hitting your late 20s and you just like, I think everyone has, especially women, we have this like timeline of like, Mm. they're just thinking like where we should be or like, I should have a partner by now or I should, you know, seeing a lot of my friends um, get engaged or some of my friends having children or, you know, or, you know, even for me, like I own a home and my friends probably look at me saying like, Oh, I should, you know, I should be there too. Or everyone's always comparing ourselves and like, okay, at 28, we should be at this point in our lives. And, um, I think my suffering really comes from the attachment to those things of like Mm -hmm. feeling like I should have a boyfriend by now, or I should have this, that, and the third. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's a big one. Oh my God. (laughs) I can relate. I can relate so deeply, but it makes sense. Like how you feel is valid. And like, yeah, I experienced the same kind of feelings too, but Mm. like what specifically makes you feel like you have to have a boyfriend now? Like, what does it, what does it mean about you that you don't have a boyfriend? 
And there's no right or wrong. I get, okay, I'm putting on my coaching hat. I think that's what I would say to someone <laughs> if I was coaching. Like, what does it mean about you that you don't have a boyfriend? I don't know. I think it's just like, it's just being a late bloomer in that department of my life. It's just like hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. you just feel weird. Yeah. And a lot of areas where I feel behind, like I wish I owned a condo or an apartment. Oh my gosh. I'm so like jealous in that area. I've always wanted to own like real estate and I can't afford <laughs> that. Um, yeah. Oh my God. There are so many areas, but I feel like what I was kind of getting at was we feel like we're not enough, right? Like, because I don't have this, I feel like I'm not good enough. Or at least that's my inner wound that I'm always trying to work on is like, here are all the examples where Olivia is not good enough again. Like that was my life story. And I yeah, still definitely. experience that. So I, I mean, I have friends who are like, oh, I'm not good enough because I don't have a boyfriend and they don't directly say that, but it's like, oh, I'm behind because I don't have a boyfriend or I'm behind because I don't own a place or I don't have this much money in my bank account. Mm. It's like that. I think people think that they're behind, which equals I'm not good enough or I'm not as good uh, as other people. And, and it's yeah. not true. It's not true because there's so, <laughs> there's so, it just, I mean, it's kind of what you were talking about earlier. It's like, it's all the superficial ego stuff. Like in, yeah. in life, it's like that stuff doesn't matter. And I know we made up this like game of life where it's like, this is money and these are homes and this is what equals success. But like, it's not yeah, true. Exactly. It's really not mm -hmm. true. I think we get to decide what good enough means for us and what, what feels good for us. But I, I feel you. I have a lot of areas where I feel behind too. I have a lot of friends that are, you know, getting engaged, married, have kids. And I, I have a boyfriend and I don't feel ready for any of that. And I, oh my God, I yeah. cry about it all the time. I feel so bad that I'm not ready for that and blah, blah, blah. And it's mm -hmm. just a lot of comparison. But the best thing that I've ever been able to do is just get really grounded in who I am and what makes me happy so that whatever anyone else says, it can't shake me because I feel so good in myself. And not that I feel that way all the time. I'm in a phase right now where I'm not feeling so good about myself, but I come yeah. back to like meditating, doing my body work, grounding, journaling, consuming content that makes me feel happy, walking, exercising, like all of the things that lift and raise my vibration. And that helps me to get grounded in myself and like, remember my soul and be like, okay, this is the real Olivia. This is who I am. And like, these are the things that make me happy and whatever anyone else is doing doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that's where, where I'm at. I think I'm, and I realized that as soon as I really get comfortable with who I actually am and not, mm -hmm. not the story anymore, not the, the mask that I had, like not that ego perfectionist Lisa who like has her shit going on. Like once I really like accept who I am at the core and embrace my differences, like I'm not like everyone else. I'm like, that's okay. I think that is when that true, I don't know happiness and fulfillment will like really hit me oh, yeah. I feel so emotional <laughs> oh, oh that's okay yeah. oh I, I totally agree and it's it's all there it's all within you it's like you oh, actually damn it olivia hee <laughs> <laughs> hee i love getting deep <laughs> um but it's like everything is already within you like we really don't have to change a single thing in our lives like i really really believe each and every one of us can find that happiness at the core like it's just mm -hmm. a feeling that we can channel i think i talked about this yeah. before too but like 
we don't have you don't have to have a boyfriend to feel the same feeling that you could get from having a boyfriend right like and it's okay to to want those things we all want connection and love and home yeah and blah 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 but like mm. you don't have to have it to to be happy there was a really cool um instagram post that i saw where there was like it was just a cartoon of a man standing by himself and he was like i'll be happy when i have a job and then the next slide was him wearing a business suit and he's like oh well i'll be happy when i have a partner and the next slide is him with a partner he's like well we'll be happy when we buy a house and they have a house together oh well we'll be happy yeah. when we have kids and they have kids and dogs and i'll be happy when we upgrade our house and they have a bigger house and like the happiness didn't come from any of the outside things it's like we hear this yeah. again and again but it's so hard to actually embody yeah. sometimes but it's just it's like so last true. episode, people... I'm like, I know what I have to do. <laughs> I know what's real and what's <laughs> not, but it's just like, I don't know. You just can't, yeah. Just can't help it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't help it. I know. I know. Oh, it's so hard. But I think sometimes it helps me to remember that there are people who have everything that I want and they're still not necessarily happy. And I actually, in some yeah. ways, might be happier than them, right? They mm -hmm. have all of my goals. They have huge businesses and millions of dollars and the most beautiful condo overlooking the ocean and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And like, they still might be crying every day or feel depressed sometimes or experience anxiety or feel lonely. feel like no one likes them. Like all the things that I have ups and downs with, like people yeah. experience those emotions on every level. So you're in good mm -hmm. company. You're so normal and you're so loved and you're so good enough like no matter what's going on those I things know. are true even if you and don't that's feel where them. i want to focus yeah that's where i want to focus my energy on you know and like even the same thing like how you said it's like okay i might feel this way about having a partner but i have a home like i have so much to be grateful for and then there's other people who are probably looking at me wishing that they had things mm -hmm. that i have or it's just like everyone is always like looking outside of themselves or like thinks the grass is greener and it's like that's not the case like we all just have different moments for things and like different timelines and i'm just really starting to like try to embrace that timeline for myself yeah you know? that's so beautiful embrace it and i like what you said everyone's always looking outside of themselves but i think yeah. all the answers are usually inside of ourselves like the happiness the joy the groundedness the peace like that's all from mm -hmm. within and it it doesn't matter what's going on outside of us I know that like there are nuances to everything, but for the most part, I feel like if we have a safe home, we're happy, we're taken care of, we're well-fed, like we have all of the basic human needs, I think that you're able to find like happiness and groundedness and peace within you. And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you have a boyfriend or a condo or you're married or have kids or what, whatever things we think we should have. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think those things really matter in terms of finding happiness but i think we're allowed yeah. to want them but it doesn't our happiness isn't defined by it and we're not defined by it so exactly yeah, i'm right there with you though so, you're so normal that's I, my intention just detaching from the suffering hmm. and just that's my intention just being happy that's what i want that's so beautiful that kind of well did you have anything else you wanted to talk about about that um, no, it's just like one last thing I put on the notes, but you, 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 you say something. Cause I feel like I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> no, I loved it. I loved it so much. The only thing I was going to say is which, um, is something I feel like I talk about a lot, but what did you just say at the end there? Now I forget, but you were, we were talking about finding happiness and whatever that, whatever that means to us. And I feel mm. like 
I've been feeling lost on my life path of like what I want to do. And yeah. I've been putting a lot of my self-worth into that and being like, oh, well, when I'm successful, I'm going to feel more aligned to my life purpose or my life path or whatever. Or once mm -hmm. I feel aligned, then I'll be successful. But I cannot figure out what that freaking is. And I had, I think about that reading with Dana, the psychic that you referred me to or the medium. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think about it all the time and she's like, you could do anything. You're an egg. <laughs> she told me I'm an egg and I can do anything. <laughs> oh my God. I love her so like, much. I love her so much. I need to book another reading, but she's like, um, I eggs, do one like twice a year. <laughs> oh, I need to do it again. She's like, eggs can be anything. They can be hard boiled eggs, scrambled, creme brulee, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you could be anything. You just have to pick one and go for it. And I cannot pick one thing to save my freaking life. And I know you and I talked about this, but you were, you said, I think manifesting generators are supposed to pick one thing and like get really good at it. And I can't, I cannot do it. I cannot pick one every single day. I have a new business idea. I'm like, I'm going to be a life coach. I'm going to be a photographer. I'm going to have an online business. I'm going to keep, I don't know, just, yeah. But again, but know. again, it's normal for MGs to have a lot of different interests, but like, the, so what do I need the to do? The success <laughs> goes help. into like you're supposed to try everything. It's not a bad thing, but I think once you're able to really hone in on one skill and really perfect it, that's when you'll find like that success. Mm, okay, that's so, like problem. whatever whatever one thing whatever to... speaks to you the most. <laughs> what really lights you up mm. the most? You know, that's what you need to like go after. Yeah, like that, I like love that gut intuition, people. like. Yeah, I love helping people and I love talking, which is like why I love doing this with you. And I mm -hmm. love doing my old podcast. I love making people happy. I love connecting with people. And it's just like, there are so many different ways that I could do that. Yeah. So I literally, I don't know. I've just felt a bit lost where I'm like, what do I focus on? And I have little projects that I still do on the side, but I'm like, if I wanted to give my all to something, like what would I pick? And I just, I cannot pick one thing to save my life, but, um, I even had that come up this week. This was so stupid, but I was watching um, that Channing Tatum movie and I was like posting funny Instagram yeah. commentary about it. And, and I was even like, oh no, this isn't on brand because I am like trying to do more personal development things and feel more wise and like post inspirational quotes. And I can't just like make jokes about how Channing Tatum's so hot. And if I woke up from a coma and he said, I'm... I'm your husband. I'd be like, hell yeah, <laughs> like, let's go. I, and, but it no, was so funny because totally it was kind can. of the same conversation. Yeah. It was the same conversation though, where I was like, oh, I don't need to box myself into one thing. Like I can be silly and goofy and funny and also love personal development and also love helping people and love talking into a microphone. And I don't even know, want to be a photographer and help homeless people. And I love babysitting and I love kids and da da da. Like I just have too many <laughs> things that I like where I'm like, I can't pick one one thing to be or one one path to follow, but maybe I don't have to. But that's just been coming up a lot over the to. last like month or two. And I keep wanting to call Dana again, but I know she's gonna tell me the same thing. <laughs> she's like, You're an egg. <laughs> I just yeah. keep hearing that. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. I found I found this girl on in, on TikTok and she she calls herself a multifaceted entrepreneur. So she just like mm kind of freelances all these random things like she has her own little business and like but she does like another type of job for a company yeah. and like she just does all these little things 
that help her like live this amazing life that she wants. I'll, I'll try to send you her TikTok, but it was like, I don't know. I, yeah. I could see you doing something like that. <laughs> yeah. Send it to me. Cause that's kind of what I feel yeah. like I do now. I have all these little like side things that I do. And then the main company that I work for. And it's just like, sometimes I do feel like, okay, I'm reaching my late twenties. Do I need to pick a path and like stick to it so that I can reach the goals no, and you things don't. that I want in life? That's the ego. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I think you're right. I just lose focus so often. And we've even talked about it. Like I was like, Lisa, mm -hmm. I don't have time for this podcast. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to make an anxiety management course for everyone. And I'm like, no, I'm a life coach. I'm going to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I saw oh, that. Gosh, I was like, girl. <laughs> no, but like that, that is literally how my brain works all the time. And I mm -hmm. constantly have new things that I want to do. And I don't know how to choose one thing. I really don't know. And I don't even have time to do everything I want to do. And it's just, it's been like eating away at me where I'm like, how do I pick what my life is going to be? And I just keep hoping it'll fall into my lap. And I'm like, how many years do I just like keep going on like waiting for the universe to just hand it to me or do i need to like take yeah. a little bit of action and make decisions so that's been hard too yeah i think as long as you're doing things that make you feel like you're in flow that mm -hmm. is the that's the true magic where like you're like you could just do this for free and like no one you know what i mean like that yeah. those are those activities where you're just like oh i love doing this you know um yeah. so keep exploring those Oh, I love that. That's so true. And I think it's a lot of my intuition probably. And I fight with that because I'm like, logically, like I should do this, this and this and da, 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 da. But when I meditate mm -hmm. and just tune into my gut, I feel like I know like the things that bring me so much joy make me feel in flow. And yeah, I think our society in general has a hard time listening to that gut feeling because we want to follow what's normal or what our path is supposed to be or what other people tell us to do. And mm -hmm. I need to like tune back into my intuition, I think, and just go back to basics. And it's like, what do I love? What brings me the most joy? And just go with that. But yeah. I love this. <laughs> so this is a start. Me too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all that matters. Yeah. I know. I feel like this is part of both of our life purpose a little bit is like, just, we like to talk. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it means, but we like it. I know, like, I don't know, everything I do, every, like, kind of reading I get is always just, like, you're meant to share your message, you're meant to mm. go through things and share what you've been through, and I don't know, I just think this podcast is such a perfect medium for that, so I love yeah, it. I love it, too. Did you have any other comments from what you were talking about earlier? What else did you write down in the notes? Oh, yeah, I saw, I, I saw a funny TikTok, and um, it was, like, I think it was like a caption, like when someone crosses my boundaries and instead of telling them, I just decide to never speak to them ever again. And I thought it was so funny. <laughs> and then I look in the comments <laughs> and they're like, this is peak Scorpio behavior. And I was just like, oh, haha. And I thought about it because that's something I definitely do. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm someone who... Um, I can take a lot, right? Like someone will just do something to annoy me or like push my buttons, push my boundaries, <clears throat> you know, treat me wrong a couple times and I'll just be very like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. You know, whatever. And then it'll be like that one little thing where like someone does something that seems minuscule and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> like I'm done with this person. And so I realized that I look like the crazy one because it looks like, well, Lisa just cut her off for no reason. It's like, 
No, like, there was, like, 800 reasons beforehand, but I just never expressed them. And then this, like, one little thing happened, and then I finally decided I was done. And I realized how that can be perceived as, like, a bit toxic. Um, And I don't know. I just had some, like, self-reflection around the fact that I think – and, you know, I'm not, like, super – tied to like my past or anything but i just look back on certain situations and i'm like okay i i I feel like i could have had better communication about Mm. what i was feeling and um i feel like i I don't really give people the opportunity to let them know uh maybe like how i feel or how they wronged me how they treated me i just am very like they should know what they did was wrong. And I like, you know, I just like move on and it's like, no, I don't think that's like fair. And I think of course, you know, as I start to build like new friendships and, you know, a partnership, it's like, these are things I just want to be aware of and I want to work on. Like if there's a problem, I need to voice it and I need to like really, you know, speak up for myself and just say like, Hey, you crossed a boundary. I didn't like that. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want you to treat me like that or do things like that instead of just like abandoning someone that I have a relationship with expecting them to know what they did wrong. You know, like I I don't give people like the chance (laughs) to Mm. explain or prove themselves because a lot of things just happen out of miscommunication, you know? Totally. Oh my gosh. I can kind of relate to that too. Mine kind of stems from not liking confrontation. So I'll just kind of hold things in or slowly let people go if I don't want to deal with it. And I I kind of have disguised it as like, oh, I'm being nice because I'm not saying anything. And I actually think it's more detrimental to like me and the friendship because Mm -hmm. I've maybe had like two people ever that I've had to like kind of let go of in my life. And I I felt like I didn't communicate what I was feeling and it was just easier to let it go because I didn't want to deal with it. And so how cool is it to like be a little bit more self-aware as we get older and we're like, okay, well, communication's healthy. And like, these are Mm -hmm. the things that we can communicate and talk about that can actually foster healthier relationships or we can even become like closer with this person because we're going through this and like communicating it and working through it together. So, um, I think that's awesome that you're thinking about those things and like working through them. I know that's so hard though. And that's something I have not worked on yet. It's like, confrontation and telling people like (laughs) negative things i just hate it i'm really bad at it yeah i think but i think so much can be solved by just having a conversation instead of like assuming the worst out of someone Mm -hmm. Um, because have you ever been in a situation where someone was like mad at you and you're like i didn't even know what i did you know and i think it's important to kind of give people that grace of just like hey you might not have meant it but this is how that made me feel so yeah i just hope to keep doing that moving forward (laughs) yay i love that we love healthy relationships we love communication amazing i love it what what else did you write i didn't have a lot this week i've still been kind of going through emotions like i've just been crying a lot like we talked about and releasing a lot and i i kind of had a similar thing where i was like at what point am i crying too much where i need to like seek help and like this is not normal and Mm. i really 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 struggle with the idea of not being normal because growing up it was a lot of like what we were talking about olivia's not normal she's crying all the time what's wrong with her da 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 and so i've been like just 
I keep going down spirals of like, oh my God, I'm crying again. I already cried two times this week, blah, blah, blah. Like this isn't good. Maybe it means Mm -hmm. something about me not being normal or me being crazy and blah, blah, blah. And I know those things aren't true, but it's just like, I can't stop shutting that piece of my brain off. That's like telling me all these negative things, even though logically I'm like, you're safe, you're fine. It's healthy to feel this. Like I know all of the things, but I, I cannot shut that piece off. No matter how much people tell me like you're okay, I tell myself mm-hmm. I'm okay. <laughs> it's just hard. I know. Yeah, and I, yeah. I'm like, I have such a like harsh inner critic too, because I'm just like, I get frustrated. I'm like, girl, why are you upset? Like, you have such a, you have so many blessings. Like, you should be grateful. Like, you know, I'm just. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really struggle again with like the balance of like finding that compassion, I and know. also, like, I'm just like fighting to be comfortable and happy again but i think again like you said earlier in the episode of just like you just gotta find the balance like feel your way through it you know Mm -hmm. or whatever it is yeah it's it's hard it's hard and it's hard and i think one thing i've kind of realized too is that even though it's hard for me to admit like you can experience two emotions at the same time that's something that was really big for me to be like oh i can feel happy and sad at the same time i can be grateful for my life and also want more at the same time like Mm -hmm. these these conflicting emotions and ideas can exist coexist in the same moment in the same body in the same human brain and like i think as humans it's hard for us to comprehend because it's like no i am sad and this is how i'm feeling and this is what my life is and it's like you can want more and also be happy with where you're at now you can be sad right now and also know that your life's really great and these are things that make you happy and so that's kind of something that's helped me a tiny bit is like i'm allowed to feel sad right now and also know that i'm a gen generally like happy and positive person who also experiences normal emotions and cries so that helps me but yeah i just been going through it a little bit and i think the other Mm -hmm. piece of it too is just i live alone and it's my first time living alone so i've been going through some like loneliness and i think sometimes when i'm crying it can just be as simple as i work from home and i i didn't have any zoom calls today i didn't see a real human today i went for a walk and like that was it like i didn't i don't have as much human connection so that piece has been really really hard and i've had to kind of make an effort to go like do things, be social and put mm. myself out there more than I used to. So that's yeah, something that I, I'm working on. Yeah. I've struggled with that a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I thought I would be fine cause I'm like an only child and stuff like that. But when I moved into my place, it was just like, again, like same thing as you, like working from home, like sometimes you can just be like in your house for like three days straight or like, so, you know, just like I crazy know. stuff. And so I think I've really made sure to like put into my practice things, just like you said, like going for a walk, calling a friend, laughing, like, um, you know, I bother people. I just call people all the time. Just to, I just need that during the day just to chat about random stuff or like yeah. call a coworker. Hop, you know, I, I schedule calls with my coworkers just to chat about silly stuff. Like yeah. it's not even about work. We just like schedule time to, ch- to just check in because I just think I it's so that. important. Cause you really can, I don't know, something about, it can just be like isolating at times where you're, when you live alone, work from home, um, just not having like that social interaction every day. I didn't even realize how important it, like, even just when I used to live with my mom, it was like, you know, when she came home at the end of the day, we would just like chat about stuff. Like that was super like important and like healing. And, um, so that you have to make sure you like 
like you said, just step out of your comfort zone. I've been going to like these like Boston girl walks and just like oh. just going to these random events just to like be around. I people. love that. I, <laughs> I did that too. One of my friends invited me to like an LA hot girl walk and we did that and like yeah. met a few girls and I started yeah. taking volleyball classes. I love beach mm-hmm. volleyball. I'm horrible yeah. at it, but it's been so fun because I've gotten to That's meet so new cool. people. And another yeah. thing that I've noticed too is if I'm feeling a little bit low, like low vibe, I can because I have anxiety, I've experienced depression too. And I can feel myself falling into that sometimes when I do start to feel lonely and I haven't interacted with people, I haven't left the house. Like I can slip into that a little Mm. bit too quickly. And so I've noticed exercise has been really good for me. And I think it is like scientifically proven that exercise causes endorphins and endorphins make people happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's from Legally Blonde. (laughs) And how many people don't kill people? so funny but yeah and so yeah exercise has been making me feel better and even though it pisses me off sometimes because i'm like i don't want to go for a walk i don't want to go work out and then i do it i'm like damn it i'm really happy right now dude it's (laughs) insane that that works so well (laughs) i know it's insane how like your um your brain can just like those like endorphins get pumping and serotonin and dopamine and all those good chemicals like get pumping and you're just like oh my God, like, I feel so much better. Like, I remember I was having such a bad day. And then after work, I, cause every Wednesday I take like a tennis class. And, um, mm. so it was like one day I just, um, went to tennis after work. I was having a really bad day after tennis practice. I was like, woo, depression gone. I feel great. I like it was so crazy. <laughs> I know it's amazing. So I've been like trying to be more intentional about just being active, even though it annoys me so much. And growing up, my mom would be like, go for a walk, go do a workout Mm -hmm. and you'll feel better. And I felt so dismissed by her. And I'd be like, oh my God, shut up. If you tell me to go run on the treadmill Mm -hmm. one more time, I'm (laughs) going to blow. And then I would do it and I'd be like, oh shit. (laughs) Why am I mad that that made me feel better? Why am I mad that she was right? But it's so true and it's helped me so much. So anyone else is out there yeah. and you're living alone you're in your 20s and you're experiencing it like i swear even just going for a walk and like calling a friend like you said kind of getting the human connection and some physical activity in oh my god it's like life-changing so i've had to put that into my literally schedule literally life-changing it'll it's transform feel so your much mood. better oh yeah. it totally does i know i know so that's made me feel better but there are some days where i just get busy with work or i'm on my computer all day time passes by i didn't get a workout in i didn't get to go outside and like i can feel it affecting me negatively so i've had to be really intentional about kind of forcing myself to go do that stuff even when i don't want to do it because i always feel better after yeah yeah anyway my god we talked for almost an hour I know we were in flow state. That was amazing. I this love is such a it. Fun pod- podcast. I know this is a really good episode. I think, and I think a lot of it, honestly, I think people will be able to relate to because I think what we're going through is so normal, and it's cool because mm-hmm. we are we're like balanced in terms of like we're working through it, and these are things we're experiencing and we're sharing our progress, yep. and we're also mm-hmm. not telling people what to do because we're still figuring it out along the way. So we can hopefully serve as like a little bit of relatability and community with other people who are going through the same life transition. So thanks to everyone Absolutely. for listening. This has been, Thank this has you. been amazing. We will yeah. find that balance together, guys. <laughs> we <laughs> will. Yes, it's a journey. <laughs> we're all on this together. Yes. All, all right, right, guys. 
We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening again. Follow us on our Instagram, TikTok. We'll have everything linked in the show notes. And we love you so much. Bye. Bye.